Life, they tell me, is a journey. It goes from there to here and goes from here to there. Life is a journey. Some, some of us have been on the journey a bit longer than others, haven't we? Today we're celebrating something about the journey of destiny, which is also your journey. We're going to learn some things from the Word of God as well about how to take a journey well. Because it's not just the taking of the journey. How many of you know that when you've been on a long journey, you need to end up in the destination, don't you? I once remember, this is one of our stories, Graham organizing a mystery tour on a bus. And when you asked him where he was going, he didn't know. And he said he didn't know where we were going, so that when he got lost, he didn't know he got lost. (laughs) We did have one trip going back many years ago when we went to the the beach, to the coast, Bailey. And we gathered together in two or three coaches, and we came back and left some people at the the coast. (laughs) It was really... You know, we've got some very exciting stories as part of our past uh, that have been on our journey. Part of our journey going back then was that we were like spiritual nomads. We were like gypsies moving around from place to place to place, nowhere to call home. We've only been here 16 years, you know, that's all. And uh, before that, and, and, it was, and, and we, we talk about 23 years of destiny, but actually that was our metamorphosis moment. That's where we really became who we are now. And, you know, there was some time, we've been here since 1989. And... Um, During those days, we would meet in community centers. We'd meet in all sorts of different places. One time, we really found a nice venue. It was called West Yorkshire Police College Lecture Theater. And uh, it was a rake like this, tiny compared to this. And uh, we thought, oh, this is going to be good. We should be here for a little while. And we'd only been there just a few weeks, and we decided we'd have a special youth event on the weekend. And at that time, there was... I think it was a guy called Carmen or somebody like that, was doing a song called Righteous Invasion of Truth. So we decided we'd pick this title, and we printed a poster. We were always printing posters on those days. Righteous Invasion of Truth. And we said, come and be part of a riot at the police headquarters. That was the last time that we ever met in the police. They immediately <laughs> dismissed us, kicked us out. And our, our response to the church at that time was, because they kicked us out there and then, was we have no idea where we're going to be meeting next Sunday. Those were difficult days. <coughs> Amen? Putting up PA, taking down PA, putting up children's, putting up posters. And I remember 23 years ago when we, we moved into St. Andrew's Anglican Church just down the road from here, and they were so kind to us in allowing us to be able to rent their building on a, on a Sunday afternoon. And we went out, and I bought a big sheet of plywood, eight foot by four foot. We painted it and painted it so that it would stand the, the weather. And then we put signs on it, Destiny Christian Church, and with some little bits of metal. And we used to hang it on the front of their board on a Sunday afternoon. And I can remember 23 years ago last Sunday, first time, it was my birthday as well, and we walked into that building and thought, yes. And uh, we thought revival had come. It didn't, of course. I mean, you, you know the journey. It was, 
You know, sometimes in your journey you get stuck or it's a long time or it's a proving time for God. Don't deny the fact that sometimes you're just plodding step after step. You know what you've got to do when you hit one of those moments? Just keep doing what you know is the right thing to do. And that's what we did. We carried on praying. We carried on giving. We carried on serving. Some of you were part, many of you were part of that journey with us. And eventually God started to give us the growth and then give us this building, I mean, what, what, a, what a glorious thing this has been. And it was all part of our journey. In the book of Isaiah, chapter 30, verse 21, there's a really great verse. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way walk you in it. If you want to take a journey, it's good to have guidance. These days, I guess everybody in their car or on the phone has got, uh, you know, Google Maps or something. And you don't always agree with the woman in the, in the car, do you? I'm not talking about the wife now. I'm talking about in the GPS, you know. And she tells me, turn right. And I say, no, 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 that's a bad way to go. Uh, but when it comes to the Word of God, when the Holy Spirit starts to speak to you, I tell you what, you better start agreeing with the Holy Spirit because actually He is the one that knows best. You will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Because, remember this, this is one of the sayings of destiny down through the years, decisions determine destiny. The decisions that you take in the now will determine what happens to you in the future. The decisions that we took back then have determined where we are as a church and where I am personally. You know, we just come back from Malawi and from Zambia and it's like, God, I can't even believe to have imagined that we would be seeing the incredible things that we've seen out there and in other nations of the world as part of the Destiny Connections International family. But if we'd have never made those decisions back then we'd never have what we've got now. And then, of course, you see, well, we've, I've done some as well. You see other people make a decision, and it puts them in a wilderness moment, moment. Because decisions determine your destiny for good or for not for good. You know, and, and you know what? If you find yourself in a, in a wilderness moment because of a, oh, I regret that decision back then, you know, change the decision because God is, will always give you the hope of a new day. Amen? And uh, Abraham, he, he was a guy who set off on a journey. And, and in, in uh, Genesis 12, verses 1 to 4, it says this, And the Lord said to Abraham, Go to a land that I will show you. In other words, take the journey. And it says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I'll make your name great. And you will be a blessing. When God sends you on his journey, I want to tell you, he's going to do something that is going to bless you. And then he says, I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. And then the Bible says, so Abraham left. He started his journey. You know, when we look back on our journey, I look back in 49 years of being full-time serving God in ministry. You know, some decisions have been smart, some decisions haven't. Some journeys, some journeys were shorter, some journeys were longer. But you know, by the grace of God, here we are. Yes. That's the important thing, and we're still taking the journey. And, and like God said to Abraham, if you'll take the journey, I will bless you, and I will make you a blessing. But God was looking for Abraham to respond to, this is the way walk you in it. And then in Hebrews, talking about Abraham, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 38, you read this, by faith Abraham, by faith. That's the key to taking the journey. It's always by faith. Hear what God is saying. By faith Abraham, Hebrews 11, verse 8, by faith Abraham, when called to go to a place to take the journey, that he would later receive as his inheritance, he obeyed and he went, even though he did not know where he was going. 
He was looking forward to a city whose foundations and architect and builder was God. Some of you guys have been around a long time, and you've listened to this, this preacher, this pastor, and you, I guess that back then you wondered where I was going. Maybe even now you're still wondering where I'm going. Well, I want to say to you a really big thank you for having faith and confidence in, in me and in God in me that has led us to where we've come to. And you know, God is not finished with us yet. And Abraham, he went out looking for a city whose foundations and architect and builder was God. And that's been our passion as well as we set out on our own journey. You know, we were never wanting to try and, you know, build a church like everybody else had got. We believed that God had called us to do something very special. And it was significant. And that's why God had called me to do it. In, in Romans chapter 4, verse 18, 21, still with Abraham, talking about Abraham, it says, Against all hope, Abraham in hope, believed, and so he became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him, so shall your offspring be. And then this is beautiful. Without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Anybody here 100? I've got a neighbor who's just had his birthday as 100. I mean, if you were to go and talk to him about being a father, I know what you'd have to say to me. And Sarah's womb was also dead. Uh, how many of you ladies are like 90 thinking about being pregnant? You know, it's... it's how many of you ladies are 40 in that idea? <laughs> it, yet, yet, I love this, yet Abraham did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, but he was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that what God had the power to, God had the power to do what he had promised. I know that's been our testimony through our journey, that what God promised, he had the power to do. God made some promises about uh, our church and our ministry and the reach of our ministry into the nations of the world. God made promises about this building 10 years before we even got it. But you know, whatever God's promised to us as a church or to you as an individual, He has the power to do what He has said. He has the power to do it. And God will never, never let you down. So don't waver through unbelief. You see, the, the key is not just starting the journey, but it's, it's finishing. You know, our, our journey with Wakefield started in 18, uh, 19, <laughs> 19, 89. <laughs> Graham started in 18 something, but I don't know. <laughs> and, and right from the beginning, really, there's, there's been this passion in my heart to see our city. You know, Abraham went for a city whose architect and builder was God. And there was a passion in my heart that there would be a city a church that would actually reflect God's heart. That would actually be not, 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 not stuck in some sort of traditional or denominational vice or something, but actually would, would just get this and say to the Holy Spirit, have your way with us. And, and we've made mistakes and we're making them still. But you know something, that's the passion in our heart that we would see a church grow that was actually whose architect... After all, if he's not the architect and the builder of the church, we're in trouble. Because he says, the word of God said, he is the builder of his church, you know. And if, we, if he doesn't build his church, you know the verse, then we labor in vain. And I remember some prophets coming to our church back then in the middle of this, the beginning of destiny. And, and one of the prophets said to me, uh, don't let other people squeeze you into their mold because... Why, well, you knew it. You're one of a kind. You know, you're a unique sort of person. There's nobody else like you. And, 
And I had to come to terms with this fact that in that journey that God had called us to do something that actually maybe other people were not called to do, but we needed to stay faithful to God. And that's been, that's been the passion of what we've tried down all these, and still is. You know, it's, it's what God has still called us to do. And you know, in the world in which we're living, this economically unstable world, I mean, we're living in crazy times, aren't we? If, 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 if six months ago somebody had have written something about what's happening in our nation right now, you'd say, no way. Well, we're living through it. But I want to tell you something. God has got, God, has, God knew that was coming and God has got a way. God is going to make a way. And I want to say to you today and all those of you who are watching us right now, wherever you might be, even around the world in different countries as they face turmoil as well, trust God. He will never fail you. Be like Abraham who did not waver through unbelief regarding the promises of God, knowing that he was able to do what he had promised. End of. I am not worried about all of that stuff. I'm more worried about the fact that, well, I'm not worried, but I'm more, I'm more determined, if you like, to stay the course and to finish well and, and to be the people that God wants us to be. Hallelujah. You know, God has done some amazing things. You know, during that time, going back at the time that we first became destiny, we became destiny in a very difficult time. Church was not growing. We'd been years without growing. Uh, during that time, I'd, I'd been through a time when, when my personal uh, wages had gone down, 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 and then we went nine years, a whole time, nine years without even receiving, not even an incremental rise or anything. And it was like, dear Lord, this can't go on forever. You know, God, God, God is no man's debtor. You know, and, and the day came when, when church started to grow, you know, and St. Andrews and the beginning of the destiny was, was the, it was a marker in, a, in our journey when we look back there. There were lessons we needed to learn. There, there were things that we needed to do. You know, the children of Israel, they went on a pretty big journey as well, didn't they? In uh, Exodus chapter 5, verse 1, it says, Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and said, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, let my people go. In other words, let us get on with our journey. They were stuck in a situation. They were not free. They were they were incarcerated in, in Egypt and they cried out to Pharaoh as they'd done to God, let my people go. And there are times when I've prayed that prayer to God and I, and I said, oh God, we need to break free. We need to get, get looking forward. And you know, the children of Israel did get their moment of freedom and they went out with great joy. But then they got caught with this whole thing of unbelief and, and rebellion against Pastor Moses and didn't want to do what God was saying to do. And by the way, whenever we get into a situation where we start to criticize God or even God's servants, you know what happens in that is that we end up slowing down on our journey and we end up in the wilderness. You know, we, we've got to be ready to say to God, teach me your way, lead me in your way. You know, there's a saying that I often use in Africa, and I don't mean it really. Okay, but I say it like this to, to my pastor friends out there. Where you will lead me, I will follow. Where, what you will feed me, I will swallow. And I normally say, well, where you will lead me, I'll follow because I don't know the way. But what you feed me, I might not swallow. Uh, we, we, we were given... Um, and, and with apologies to all of our African friends who are here and watching us, we were given fried chicken's feet, just the feet like this, just the claws. And, and these beautiful ladies, you know, pastors wise, they were taking them and crunching them. I know some of you like them. Well, I didn't swallow. <laughs> they didn't even go inside my mouth. 
you know, it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm fasting today. That's a really good let out, isn't it? You know, but, but we, need to, we need to learn to be able to go God's way. Whatever it is and wherever you're at with whatever you're facing and for us as a church, we've got to do it God's way. Hallelujah. During that time, I remember a guy, one of the prophets who had significant input into our church in those times. He, he came and he prophesied over the church. Some of you were there. And he said he saw the red dust of Africa on my feet and he saw Asia in my heart and Europe opening as a door to us. And it's like, what? How's that going? I've never been to Africa. I've never been to India. I've never been. And it wasn't very long before, you know, the doors started to open and the, my first trip, I bought a brand new pair of white trainers to go to Africa with. <laughs> Nobody told me and I'm there a few days' time, and I look down at these nice new white... I mean, everybody wears white trainers to go on holiday. But this wasn't a holiday, and I'm looking down, and I'm thinking, these shoes will never become... They never did come clean. They were red, sold, forever onwards. I, I should have kept them in a cabinet, shouldn't I? Because prophecy was being fulfilled. And, and it's been fulfilled only last week as well, the red dust of... I didn't even know that Africa had red dust. You know, in Malawi particularly, every field is bright red. It's like... What an awesome place it is. You know, God spoke those things. God spoke things about us, about what we're supposed to do, about the sort of church that we're supposed to be, about the missions, about reaching out to the world. And, and it's, it's been absolutely awesome. And you know, the wonderful thing for me is this, you know, that so many people have come, have come on that journey with us, have helped us to get to where we need to go to. Rachel mentioned it earlier, you know, but I want to say a really big thank you to people some of you are here today, some of you are watching, some of you should be here today, but you know, you're not, and I want to say to you, you know, I'm looking forward to putting my arms around you again and welcome you into carrying on with all that God has got for you, because God has got a plan for me and you together to go and see the kingdom come. You know, I, I remember people like, uh, well, let me start off with Rachel, can I? I mean, my world starts and ends with Rachel, besides Jesus, you know that. I mean, how, how could we have done it? I couldn't have wished for a better partner. I couldn't have wished for a better wife. I couldn't have wished for somebody. An awesome lady and an awesome wife. And she was the one, if some of you know the story, I haven't got time to tell it, who kicked me out of bed when I quit. You know, I quit in the middle of all of this time. And she pushed me out of bed and told me to get up, man of God. Stop putting a smile on the devil's face. Get up. Wow. Oh. Right? Thank you for kicking me out of bed. But stop doing it now. Because... <laughs> <laughs> you know, and God added to us pastors. Wesley. Steve. Vanessa. Yeah. Daniel. Lucy. Yeah. You guys. Yeah. You're awesome. Ooh. All of you. Massive. Massive input. We're looking through the rearview mirror here. Yeah. Yeah, don't, don't, let's, let's not airbrush anything out in the past. We, we're looking and saying, God, thank you. These people helped us to get from where we... Graham, Alan, yeah. thank you. These people helped us to get from where we were to where we are today. And we, we, give, them, we give them honor, you know. Yeah. In, in our office, people like Hannah and Vanessa with general administration, you know. He's uh, not here today, but John Pearson being here forever playing keyboards for us and doing William thank you very much for cleaning our building all the time and Tony and David and Terry fixing everything that you break on a Sunday 
Think of all the serving teams. Our worship team, didn't they do a great job today? Our welcome team, did you get a good welcome? The parking team. Our children's team serving right now. Our youth team. Our sticky fingers team. Our tech team working right now. The catering team. The cleaning team. I mean, for goodness sake. I believe everybody who's part of our church should serve. I once, um, we, we, we've got a guy who's a minister of the Methodist Church here today. Rob, it's really good to see you and we welcome you. Sorry, I don't mean to pick on you. You were not around on this day, but yeah, go on, give him a welcome. And uh, I remember sitting in a minister's fraternal long, long time before your days, and uh, we were sitting there like six or seven or eight or nine, ten of us around this, and, and people were saying, uh, how many ministers have you got in your church? You know, and they were going around, well, one, or somebody else had two, and they came to me, and I think at that stage our church was only about 100, so I said, uh, <clears throat> about 100. And they said, no, 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 you've misunderstood the question. How many ministers have you got in your church? And I said, uh, no, I understood the question about 100. I said, maybe they're not all functioning as I would like them to do, but that's our aim. Every member a minister. You know, the, the ministers are not just those guys who are... Who, to be honest, let's be real about this. And I'm sure these other pastors would agree with me. What you see, which seems like a big deal on the stage on a Sunday, is a very small percentage of what we do. It's a very, very small percentage. You know, so, so don't, don't, don't judge us on what you see here. This is just a tiny little bit of what we do. And it is, it is, I believe it's God's plan for you. When we look forward in all the years to come, come and join the team. Come and be part of the ministry that is going ahead because every member is a minister. We can get involved in giving. We can get involved in praying. Thank God for prayers. Prayer team this morning before the service, join the service who are praying, who meet together on a, on a Tuesday. And also you who pray constantly for your pastors and for your church. Thank God for the prayers. Thank God for the, for the givers. Where would we be if we couldn't pay the bills? Where could, the Bible talks about give so there may be bread on the table. We don't go to a restaurant, do we, and think um, we can walk in there, eat and walk out without paying the bill. You know, there's bills that need to be paid. And we want to say thank you to you for being generous in giving and in praying. Thank God for all the encouragers. You know, even when I was away in, in, in Malawi, people sending me emails day after day after day, encouraging me on my journey. I thank God for every single one of them. People who come to us at the end of a Sunday and say, thank you that God really spoke to me in that. You have no idea what that does to me. It's like lighting a match on a petrol soaked cloth I go yes thank you Lord we touched at least one life what about the people who just attend people who are just here do you know what that means so much to me when I look around I had a long enough looking into a camera with nobody there so for me right now when I look around and I look and I look all the way up there and, across, and I look at you you know in the second service this, this place will be heaving with people I know I, and it'd be harder to look at every single face, but thank you for just being here. You, you, you bless me. You encourage me. You, you are part of what our testimony is. And thank God for the evangelists, the people who are actually all the time speaking out about Jesus. You know, our story is much more than I could ever tell you in just the few minutes that I've got. But Abraham, he went on a, on a, on a journey who's building a city, who's building a maker, who's God. We're on our journey. Let's not stop now.
Hallelujah. You know, there'd be some people who'd want us to stop. There'd be some people who'd like to just sit and stand on the sidelines and criticize. Well, you know, I, I don't listen to their voices anymore. I've been hurt by those voices enough. And I say, no, God, in the name of Jesus, we turn our face now towards the days that are to come. And we say, thank you, Lord. You who have brought us this far is going to continue to complete the work that you've begun. Amen. You're part of that journey with us. Thank you. You are welcome to be part of that journey. If you've never ever started your journey of faith with Jesus Christ, you know, today could be your day. The day where you come to say, God, I I don't want to just go to church, but I want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, if you want to know more about that, why don't you come and talk to us afterwards and say, you know, this is my moment, this is my day to come to faith, to come to Jesus Christ and start your journey. God will do something great with you. He'll he'll come pick you up and take you places that you never imagined that you could even go. Do things with you that you could never imagine could have been done. God is an awesome God. And, you know, it's very exciting to be part of a really progressing, God-anointed, loving, well-founded church. I, I am I'm glad for you. Together, I believe that our future is bright for the glory of Jesus said, I will build my church. The gates of hell and all that stuff that keeps getting thrown will not prevail, will not stand against us. But in the name of Jesus, we're gonna keep I love that song that we sang earlier in the service. We're gonna keep speaking Jesus into our church. We're going to keep speaking Jesus over your life. We're going to keep speaking Jesus across our city. We're going to keep lifting up what? The name of Jesus. Now this final song that I'm going to ask you to come and sing together says in the chorus, I found it's my testimony, I found where I belong and in this house. You said it earlier. I have grown and I will grow. And by the way, we're not finished growing yet because God has not finished with us yet. Amen? Come on, let's sing the song together.